Hi guys, it's Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie talking, and over there in Tennessee is Karen, <laughs> the new cult leader. The new cult I've been watching leader. a lot about cults, so I've oh got it down God. pat. Well, good for you, because it's always a mystery to me who these people are who are so excited to follow the cult leaders. They seem it's they seem so sad yeah. the cult leaders. It's well, no, there's a bunch of sort of new ones. When I did that interview with Teddy Hose about mm-hmm. the Moonies, yeah, um, you guys can go listen to it. He was saying that the ones that they're seeing now mm-hmm. are like tied to astrology. And okay. if you've ever seen the videos where, like, a pretty woman, it's usually a pretty young woman, is just, her face is there and it says over, if you see this video, it was meant for you in two <laughs> weeks. This and this will happen. And people are obsessed with that kind of shit. And it's all you got know, to astrology just- shit. It's all. It's just the human brain, and I'm having the mm-hmm. problem that human brains have in other ways that it upsets me, in which I can't understand how anybody else could have any kind of different experience than me. I mean, if somebody tells me something in a store trying to sell me something, half the time I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, you're full of shit, even if it's true. My initial reaction uh. is oversensitive bullshitometer, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I also think that what is interesting, here, we're just getting into it. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, we had a session at my office where we talked about the different generations and what's different about working with somebody in the boomer generation and millennials mm-hmm. and how they like to communicate and how much texting versus phone conversations versus emailing and things like that. So one of the things that they had on this nice little list of stereotypes, which I'm kind of all for, uh, was that Generation X, that's right, kids, (laughs) that's what we are, (laughs) um, Generation X does not like to be sold stuff. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Do not sell me on something. I will decide if it's something worthy to buy for me. And I think the youngest generation, the last two actually, are very similar. Like they have a different um, automatic response to like more subtle selling too because they're more anti-capitalist, you know, things. But I absolutely agree. And that's why I think TikTok is fucking genius with their TikTok stores. Now I hate seeing all the videos, but I don't know if you've come across it, but what they've gotten anybody to do, you could do it, I could do it, Mm -hmm. is you just, you know, have whatever product they say, pick out all these products and then just do a video about it and put a link. And if people like that product you're talking about, well, then you make some money. See what happens. Everybody, everybody's Uh doing it. So what they're doing is they are getting us to sell to each other. Yeah. They don't have to hire PR. And I am seeing certain products multiple times, which is the whole thing of advertising, you know, put something in front of someone's face seven or more times and 
that's supposed to be the magic number. So, but I'm looking at different people do it. Right. So I'm yeah. seeing one person, and they're telling me the gossip about their aunt while yeah. they're putting on this mascara. The next person is swimming in a pool, and I'm like, oh, look how pretty the pool is. They're selling the mascara. <laughs> right. I think it's right. fucking genius, although I also dislike it. Yeah, it's genius, but, like, don't think I'm not going to see through it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's right. I see that link, and I'm like, <laughs> no. Although, well, yeah. I, th- I want to say that it started, in my opinion, with the lady who put the shit under her eye bags, and they disappeared. And oh, she yeah, was so... Yeah. like genuine and earnest and going, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't work for them. I'm not selling this. I just felt something that changed my life completely, you know, and she was so, (laughs) Ooh, you need that on your eye right now. (laughs) And so it got me curious about it. I'm like, I don't think that I have that issue like this lady does, but I want this skin tightening shit to see what it's like. Um, and it flaked off my eyes and my face because I just, my face either eats makeup or spits it out. So, um, <laughs> uh, but vomits I, it into space. Yeah. So I think you're, you're, yeah, those are genius. And when you talk about putting ads in front of you, they, they have that feature with us as realtors too. So if somebody clicks on one of our links, my stupid face mm-hmm. will follow them around to whatever other page they <laughs> visit, which is disturbing. Right. Um, and, right. and I noticed it happened with me, the same thing, like this ugly ass pair of shoes that I was obsessed with. They kept following me and I'm like, and, and in my mind, I'm like, you're not going to sell me until I can get a number of dollars back from Rakuten. And Uh when I know that they are on sale from the website, website, not a third party. And, you know, Uh and I was like, and I know it's going to be this much less than the retail price. And um, so for those, I hounded them and I got them. But there's a certain purse that I will never get that way. And to that, I am upset. Yeah. I just got us and they haven't, they're supposed to arrive today. Our business cards. Um, and they are just black, and they say, you're full of shit, and then our <laughs> thing on the back. No, I'm joking. Um, they're very plain, and they just have a QR code. And I'm going to leave oh. them, like, in Cracker Barrel, because remember, I found that Christian track in the oh, bathroom. Funny. Yeah. I'm going to leave ours there. But uh, I think, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, marketing, we market everything. We market ourselves. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I have to learn. It's been five years, y'all, but I am learning to just grip my teeth and be like, we have an Amazon store. You yeah. can sign up for Babbel and we get something. And if I wasn't doing it with you, like I've said, yeah. I would not promote it I, because you mean I if feel it was just you. Because I'm thinking some other friends that you're with, you'd be promoting the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> because they would just have a different vibe because I'm the same way, you know, like you should like us. And that's because a Gen of, X. Yeah. You should like us for what we are. And if you don't, that's OK. But if you do. Fantastic. It's yeah. plastic. OK, when, so back to what you were saying about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Karen does a lot of TikToks. So you can find us on the TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deconversion therapy. Just search it. And uh, let's see. We've got the Instagram account, which is a lot of funny memes. We've got it. 
and people say oh, nice yeah. comments and have nice conversations. And there is, uh, let's see, you got off Twitter or X or whatever it is. You're on um, spools, threads, threads. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm on threads. You're on you know, I'm I'm losing my steam there because I just see yeah. sort of the same stuff because it hasn't come up with the algorithm hasn't expanded at this point. Hold on, let me burp. There we go. Um, well, but uh, the people who I'm seeing Facebook. joining TikTok are all ages, which makes me so excited because then when I see somebody who is older and refuses to join, I'm like, well, you're just not paying attention to shit because you just don't want to pay attention to stuff. That doesn't mean you that don't you're older or young. Yeah, you just don't want to know what other people are all about. And, oh, man, have I learned a lot about people's feet that I didn't want to know about? I'm kidding. Oh, you're <laughs> on an interesting algorithm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Like, you know, if someone, a person of color is listening I sometimes want to actually say this, but I have to make sure I'm so clear on it, especially as white women of our generation and older and younger, there was so much we didn't know because especially black women were not put in front of us in regular media. Like they're like, don't you know not to touch our hair? And it's like, we do not. Because we had no opportunity to see you in front of us on other media to tell us that. But social media, I'm learning tons. Yeah. And I'm learning tons about the trans community. I'm learning tons about, like, just people who aren't like me. I'm learning tons about dogs. I love them. (laughs) Let me throw in some irony about the whole touching the hair thing. When you and I went on our mission trip to the Bahamas, and we were teenagers fully capable of having babies. That's how old we were at that point. Yeah. Um, The kids wanted to touch our hair. So it's it's just funny how the touching of the hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny how the touching the hair thing was brought up in a different way. In a, as and a Karen's touching in her India. hair right now. <laughs> That's right. What? Um, as a missionary in India, uh, we would sit on buses, and I would feel a sharp pain, and there'd be people behind me pulling one hair out because they wanted to save it, and they wanted to look at it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they um, wanted to just so, clone you, honey. They were taking your DNA. Uh, <laughs> they were just... It would be like kids because they hadn't seen you know, red hair and all that. So it's, yeah, it's very natural. And until you learn from especially black women that it's a cultural thing not to touch their hair, yeah, I would think, oh, this is a compliment. I love your hair. I can't wait to feel it. And they're like, we don't like that. I'm like, well, I do, but I will listen to you. <laughs> right. It's fine. I right. can handle it. I will just go home and cry. <laughs> um, we have Facebook. I need to get in there. Someone's like, can you let me in the Facebook group? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Facebook. Uh, we might have to get some volunteer admin there because there's just, you know, I sometimes don't get into it. Um, I have to, Bonnie. This is between you and I. I've got to get... It's not. It's on the No pod. one will hear. Get a new phone because... We cannot run this podcast on the phone I have. I do not have enough s- 
storage. So I don't even have the Facebook app on there because I can't <laughs> save memes if I do that. I can't post a TikTok if I have it. Right. So I'm always like deleting apps because yeah. people, if you run a podcast, you also need an app that is like an intermediary to some things that'll grab things off TikTok and, you know, put them on Instagram. So like my storage, it's driving me crazy. Yeah. Do you have a lot of pictures on your phone? I took a lot off, yeah. but I still do. And I have to keep some of them because we repost like different things on Instagram. This is our store. This is our thing. This right. is our Venmo. Wink, wink, people. It's also in the description. Um, I was just wondering because I can't. I can't tell you how, well, I guess I can tell you how many pictures I have on my phone, but it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, but I love them all. I can't even see, let's see, let's is there see. one right now? How many? I can't. Oh, 12,000. I need oh, to do some no. deleting. I have 799 what? and that's all <laughs> it will take because right. of everything else I use. No joke. Right. It is right. super, super bad. So, uh, which is also, but know, I will movie. take a picture of everything. It's just such a fun memory. And you know how some people will say like, Oh, why would you I get can't it? afford to have memories? Funny. <laughs> same thing. I, you know, there's nobody better either for, um, for a spokesperson for purchasing merch from an event like mm -hmm. I am the person merch is meant for because every single mm -hmm. time I take a drink out of this glass that I'm drinking out of, I remember where I was when I got it and who I was with. And the same thing for my little mug that I drink my coffee out of every single time without fail. It's never taken for granted. So, um, maybe, well, maybe uh, that's we too have merch, confessional. Bonnie. Did know. you know that know. we have merch and that's it. So, Yes, we're a business. Um, I think, yeah, I was saying to my husband, I'm like, wait a minute, are we a small business? Am I a small business owner? Because yeah. it's like small business day, and I'm like, I've never felt more important, yet totally oblivious <laughs> to what it means. But, yeah, well, so we have, uh, we have ways you can support us. And one, you know, I was going to say is... On Instagram, they now have a subscription where, you know, you pay a certain amount a month and you see behind the scenes. So, like, I post a picture of my daughter and I. Huh. You're not going to see my daughter on the other regular page. So, mm -hmm. that's just yet another thing. Like, if it comes across, I'll utilize it because it all goes back into all this shit and for us to get a cult house where we all can get together <laughs> once a year. And the other thing that I was going to mention, too, speaking of subscriptions, uh, we have a little thing where if you want to Venmo us and sponsor an episode, you can do that. It's totally up to you. We're not suggesting it. It's just a thing. Today's episode is sponsored by Daniel. He is traveling tonight on a plane and he can see the red tail mm -hmm. lights because he's actually on his way to Spain. And I know. he's blind, right. people, Daniel. <laughs> it's a tragedy. And if you guys don't know what we're referring to, it's uh, an Elton John like, song. Play Guitar Hero. Play You'll Guitar Hero. Out. Yeah. Um, so thank you 
Daniel's yes. son. And <laughs> we're, I'm gonna Sorry. we're gonna be really slick like TikTok. I would like to say gracias. How did I learn that? Babel. Use our code. It's in the middle. No, I'm checking. But we just even you can listen to us for free. So don't worry about it. Okay, so we're gonna get into something. That, uh, once again, you know nothing about, Bonnie. Me? You're oblivious. You're, uh, some would say, dumb. (laughs) But I would say that's the fun part. I love telling you things that you're going to be like, oh, uh, what? No, Um, because I know some about what this is. Yes, I did. I slipped you a fiver to say, (laughs) hey, this is what it is. So... But this episode that you can see in the title is about Jim Caviezel. And that's it. That's the last name. That's all you need to know if it sounds like weasel. Okay. So let me tell you a bit about Jim Caviezel. I'm going to give you his real biography. Then I'm going to give you mine. But a lot of this information that I got about him, I got off the podcast QAnon Anonymous And they've been really great. They're going to let us use some of their audio for a different show I'm going to do. But they do, like, real stuff, like real research and all that shit. Yeah. And they do real interviews, which, um, again, no. So their website is called, or their podcast is called QAnon Anonymous. Correct. Okay, so explain QAnon. I will, how about you don't ask me questions? <laughs> I only know what I have on paper. No, I will. <laughs> um, but first, uh, this episode is from May 18th, 2021. So before a show, a movie that Jim is going to be on, and they had as their guest Dave Anthony from the Dollop podcast. Mm-hmm. which also does research, whatever. I don't know about research, but I appreciate the work they did. And then the rest, I got off TikTok. People do the research there, and I'm going to steal it, and lots of things like that. But I will explain QAnon as we get into some of it. And I don't fully know QAnon, but we all generally know that it's the people that have gotten into a thought cult. Um, Where they think everything is, is a conspiracy theory? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get into it. But um, Jim Caviezel, he was actually born James Patrick Caviezel in September of 1968 in Mount Vernon, Washington. And he grew up very Catholic. His mother was a housewife fine. His father was a chiropractor. (laughs) I feel this is significant. Chiropractors, especially now, and I'm, you know, imagining how old the father would be to be in chiropractic, is a one of the pipelines to right-wing conspiracy, false health, wellness, BS. Chiropractors are not doctor's people. And if you Ask any ER surgeon, any ER staff about chiropractors, they will tell you how many injuries. Uh, People with broken necks, 
You know what I heard recently, even from, um, wasn't chiropractic, even though there is a guy paralyzed on TikTok from Aww. when they snapped his neck. Um, what's the needle one? Oh, acupuncture? Yeah. Some girl had acupuncture, not by, like, someone who totally is into it. You know, a 68-year-old Chinese man. Right. It's just, like, at some mall or something, the needle punctured her lung. Oh. And she was in the hospital. I'm like, stop doing these things, people. It's... Well, okay, so stop doing it in the mall, perhaps, but... Yes, yes. Here is why I... This is something that was, like, boom, mind-blown. I think that acupuncture is legitimate mm-hmm. because if it works on mm-hmm. dogs, then then it works because they don't have the placebo effect. And I think, yeah. well, there's something to it. I don't doubt that there could be something to it. I had it done once myself. Um, but not in the mall. No. But I had it done by someone who had the book open and was referring to it. Right, right. That's it. That's nerve-wracking. We're done. The dentist with the book open. This is 23, right? Like, you're asking me? Oh, I know. Okay, so so his father was a chiropractor, and he was, when he was young, he was keen into acting and sports um and he excelled at basketball and drama isn't that great but then he went to acting school it said he had a passion for acting which is hilarious because you're gonna you know the (laughs) he was in the film the passion Okay. okay he enrolled at university of washington studied theater arts and then he later transferred to Juilliard, although I think I heard maybe he didn't go there much. But his first film was My Private Idaho, mm-hmm. which was River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves playing kids who had to turn tricks, you know, because they were in a desperate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was in The Thin Red Line that I think is some war stuff. And... <laughs> Mel Gibson spotted him in something. And mm. uh, I think maybe the Count of Monte Cristo and was like, hey, I want that guy. So he's also been in Frequency, which I think I liked, and a show, Person of Interest, which is, you know, these uh, FBI-ish people or whatever they are, uh, ex-Green Berets, like, finding people and doing stuff. Who cares? Um, But to me, he reminded me, even in teaching, but even us going to school, the guy that was, like, worldly, I don't know what I want to say, attractive on paper, but Mm -hmm. was morose and a little conceited and quiet and... Never, he could have easily been like the one everyone dated and wanted to be around, but was always just a little bit standoffish and really earnest. That's what this guy reminds me of. You see him in a picture and you might go, oh, you talk to him and you're like, eh. 
Yeah, it's always fun to go to other people's yearbooks with and look at them with them, and you're like, ooh, that guy's cute. And they're like, what? He was such a dork. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, right, what you exactly. Even pictures. though I don't know any friends that go like that. No, <laughs> I do know. Yeah. yeah. Or people who are like, oh, he was so cute. It was such a waste his personality yeah <laughs> and yes that goes for women too so just shut um all right so Jim Caviezel as we know he was in the Passion of the Christ and that got a lot of kickback because it was anti-semitic um they I didn't realize that he in interviews and I guess the movie itself because I didn't see it blamed the Jews for the death of Jesus. I mean, it was the Romans, but Caviezel got in a lot of trouble, and later he had to, like, clarify his statements. Um, he's very Mel Gibson-y. I mean, you see them hanging out. That is who he is. Yeah, He okay. also r- rejected roles because of his Christian Catholic beliefs and his moral doodly pop. People have said, you know, he's too selective. And in then his, we are selection going... of what he acts in? Yes. Okay. In 2020, this is going to probably freak you out, but he thought that COVID-19 um, pandemic, you know, is connected to human trafficking and child exploitation. And we're going to get into his white savior complex and his, how do I say it, Uh, idiocy. So if you guys haven't heard, he's been the lead in the latest whatever it is called Sound of Freedom. Have you heard about that movie, Bonnie? Yeah. So what I have heard is that it did a lot of money. At the box office. It's actually in the theaters. So there's something going on. People are going to see it. And then it increased its box office take the second week, which is not usually how movies work. They usually start out big and then go down. Yeah. And some people were saying, oh, Hollywood is doing something weird or there's some entity Mm -hmm. that's doing something weird because... You would see that some of these are sold out and you go in and look around and there's barely any people. And they think something was happening to prevent people from going to see it. But you and I growing up in the church know exactly what it is. Churches buy bulk things to these kinds of things and say, give it out to your friends. They support financially these kinds of things. You're saying they could have bought the tickets and then told people to distribute them, and then nobody shows up. Right, or not too many people, or they couldn't find anyone to give them to, or whatever. They also have a website that I saw on TikTok, Angel Something, where it says, go see this movie if you can't afford to, go to this website. Oh, Angel Pictures or something like that is who made the movie. So enough people probably went there and, quote, got a free one and didn't go or whatever happened. Um, but it's, again, they've related it to a conspiracy, that there's something that's happening uh, to 
try and not get people to watch the movie. So Okay, so let me just bust in right here because bust the move. Because when I looked up the movie, I went on YouTube to see what people were saying. Okay. Yeah. That's how I found out that it was doing a lot at the box office. And when you say now that you say like they're they're thinking that there's some kind of conspiracy about the box office numbers, now it explains why I saw what I saw. Because when I put okay. the movie's name in, I started, I was like, oh, well, let me go and see what Russell Brand has to say about this movie. And then mm-hmm. all he did was tease another app or another platform that he's on called Rumble, where you could watch it. Well, I guess it's someplace it's not censored. Um, and then because I watched that, all the things that came up were were pro the movie. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Um, Sound, Sound of, of Freedom. Freedom. So it's a movie about child trafficking, which is a mm-hmm. big problem. And so you have to go, oh, gosh, I commend them for that. But all of the, pe- all of the little um, suggestions on the side of YouTube were from... Mm-hmm. CBN, which I guess is Christian Broadcasting Network, yeah, um, yeah, we're from Fox News, and we're from some of these like off-brand news dissemination yes. sites, and they were talking about quote unquote the controversy with the movie. But what's weird is they never said in their reporting. People are saying this and that about the movie, and we are going to ask this person questions. They just launched into, they assume you know what the controversy was, and they started defending it and defending who he was as a person. And I was left confused. There was, there was, are you saying that they made up a controversy to get Christians to feel persecuted, to get them in action to go buy tickets no, they to show those non-Christians? <laughs> That's what they were doing. Well, yeah. they didn't even say what the controversy was that they were working on dispelling by putting something on. And Sean Hannity comes on, and he's like, well, this guy and I have been friends for years. And I was like, well, let me just initially then become suspicious of this guy. Because <laughs> right. who's friends with Sean Hannity? Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so... Yeah, so yeah. what I so, found as my propaganda mm-hmm. was all to talk to me as though I was a fan of it. Yeah, that weird? Gotcha. It's uh, not weird, and it's weird. And if you look at TikToks, it's divided into two things. So Jim Caviezel, I'm not going to get into the movie because I want to be more about Caviezel, but the main thing thing is that it's about this guy Tom Ballard who is like an ex-Green Beret ex-FBI and he goes and rescues trafficked children and a big controversy is it misrepresents real child trafficking and what is going on and if you follow me on TikTok or us you'll see I'm friends with someone named Dr. Alyssa and uh, Dr. Alyssa works with real ex-trafficked people And it's just, most of it is within families. You know, it's not this underground stuff. That happens, but that isn't the majority. And also, um, yeah, there's just a lot of shady stuff with the movie itself and some of the makers. And 
some lies and so forth. So they're jumping right in going, how can talking about human trafficking be bad? You know, people, everyone should be against human trafficking. Right, right. Everyone should. Um, So, yeah. But Jim Caviezel, he gets very into it. So when he was in The Passion of Christ, when Mel Gibson first talked to him, Mel told him, this is going to ruin our careers. Hollywood won't like this. Ooh, and Jim Caviezel. It's just like the Osmonds when they put out their album, The Plan, <laughs> where, where all the songs were yeah. about Mormonism. Like, they knew it would mess like, things up. We're going to walk out in faith. And Jim Caviezel, when he did his junket or, you know, pre-movie press was on, like, Jim Baker. I mean, that's where he was going to do some of the stuff for Passion of Christ. And he was like, we all have our cross to carry. Let me interject. His cross was to to play Jesus, and he wants people to know. Let me interject. If you want to, if you want to have a pre-packaged group of people who are going to be likely to go see your movie you know plug into the evangelicals yeah. plug into it the the politicians weren't stupid you know 40 years ago when they decided to plug in plug in baby and it's if you've never gone to church and you don't know what adults too is that's the old people they get to use the van the church van first <laughs> so if they plan a movie night You drive to the church, (laughs) and they put you in with your canes, and they take you to things like this. I mean, churches are very organized and supporting or conquering the devil. So when uh, The Passion of Christ came out, it was very graphic. Uh, I never watched it. I know the story. Big deal. But, you know, they were saying this is going to be the biggest movie of all time and this is going to ruin your career and all that. Now, during the filming, I love Jim Caviezel is like, these things happened to me. And, and this made news all over the world. He dislocated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He got pneumonia. Mm-hmm. He got hit in the back. By the whip, which was supposed to hit a board, but it Mm -hmm. hit his back. And then he got struck by lightning. Wow. So the striking by lightning, he, I didn't find anything where he said he um, died. But there are videos where it's like, Jim Caviezel died on the set of (laughs) da-da-da. But he never said it. So what he said is, I was on top of this hill, and I felt like, pink fuzz for about six seconds, which people say, you know, you can feel that you're about to be a conductor of lightning. And then he got hit, but he didn't know it. And Mel Gibson said, what's going on with his hair? And then (laughs) some people said they saw fire come out of his ears. But the way he said it is, I was up there and then I felt this, and da-da-da-da. And, you know, that was the last scene of the movie that we filmed. So mm. everything has this dramaticness. And he did say that he had to have heart surgeries after this. Oh, my God. I don't. He says they're related. I don't know. But here's what I'm thinking. So 
you get struck by lightning, you get pneumonia, he dislocated his shoulder carrying the cross. <laughs> he was bearing it. Oh, I burped first. Now I gotta sneeze. <laughs> okay. There's a line in Detroit Rock City by the band Kiss oh, where yeah. they're like, first I drink, then I smoke. <laughs> and that's you. First I burp, <laughs> then I sneeze. But if you are in a film, and it is a religious one, and, and you think it's going to ruin your career, and you guys are praying, and you're just hoping, you know, God and Mary cover you, whatever, and we're going to get into that. You dislocate your shoulder, you get pneumonia, you get struck by lightning. Why do you not see that as signs from God? Yeah. To shut it down. No, it's always... No, it's a challenge this, from the devil. Right, right. Or tests from God or whatever it is. And I'm like, why is it never, if you're the one that thinks you're the good Christian, why are those things never God saying, I hit you with lightning yeah, to get you to shut your trap? <laughs> but, you know, they took it and they ran with it. And it's been this, you know, legend, what he had to go through. And he even said, you know... In an interview, I really wanted Jesus to know I loved him. And on that cross, I was like, Jesus, let this be you and not me. And I became Jesus. And I'm like, that's not blasphemous. Enjoy. (laughs) And you know what? Make all the movies you want about all the stories you want. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is real. It's a story, like everything. It could be real. It could be real to some people. It could be not real. Stories are okay to make. Exactly. I don't know how many people I see going around, you know, like Alec Baldwin hasn't talked about God giving him a sign when he accidentally shot and killed somebody. True. You know, because this just doesn't happen to do with his beliefs. That's it. You know, it always is... Related. Um, so he really hoped, and it supposedly did happen, through the movies he chooses that people will be converted. And here's the tricky thing. A lot of evangelicals, a lot of Christians support him, support the movies he does that are very extreme, quote, Christian. But he is a Catholic. And I'm going to get into, you and I have talked about how we were told Catholics aren't Christian. And a lot of people have believed that. It all goes away when it comes to things like this. Like, they will accept the whole Catholic stuff right. if, it, if they can ride the coattails of whatever's happening. Because Mel Gibson, also Catholic. So here's the thing. I'm going to get into it even worse. So the sound of freedom, I want to say sound music. of music. <laughs> that would be if they combined it. When he is starting to do his stuff, he actually speaks at a QAnon health conference and talks about that these traffic kids are being rescued, but why they are being trafficked, this whole movie, he believes they are being trafficked for their adrenochrome or adrenochrome. What's that? So Q was this guy who dropped these... Uh, 
true things that were never true. And people started falling into believing a lot of this stuff, like people who believe that Biden isn't really president and it's an actor and Trump is still in command and that JFK Jr. is still alive, like all that weird shit. They also believe, and this relates back to when Hillary Clinton, when they said that she had some child trafficking thing at the the bottom of a pizza place. Right, right. And someone went in there to shoot people up. This belief, Jim Caviezel feels that kids are trafficked and they are tortured because when a kid is specifically tortured, which is just gruesome to think of, their adrenaline goes and it releases this hormone, this adrenochrome, that then the traffickers extract from their bodies. Like physically? And then they can... Yes, and then okay. the the cabal that runs the world, whoever they are, uses it and drinks it to stay young. Now, see, and not die. Uh, that was not on any of the YouTube clips that I watched. <laughs> but it, have you seen a clip of him actually saying that, Bonnie? I just don't know what you think. <laughs> what you think? No, I want. Okay, s- ready? I want to watch that. Yeah. I'm ready. Well, are you in for a surprise? Okay, let me share my screen. You're going to hear the first guy to talk is not him, but you'll hear him talk in a second. I say to Donald Trump that when you watch this movie, you will be at peace and at rest because you, more than anyone, have done incredible things. Um... Jesus talks about that, uh, you know, faith without works is dead, First James, I believe, but it is dead, and Donald Trump, people talk about how private he is about his faith, well, he's getting it done for our Lord and Savior. Why is he bringing him into it? Our Judeo-Christianity, when you go back to David, you know, Trump is like that. Here's a boy that was called out. Many people didn't like him, including his own, I'm talking about David now, his own father. And he was selected by God, and I believe Donald Trump was selected by God Almighty, and I'm talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God. And he listened to the voice and probably didn't think he was the best guy, or maybe he thought he was the best guy, because in my opinion, he's pretty great. But a guy like him will be able to sit there and watch this and feel safe and at peace. And I think that a lot of people that watch this that are following God feel that way. Now, those that aren't will feel a disturbance because God's going to ask him, why aren't you doing what I need you to do with the talents that I've given you? And these children represent God. They're the most innocent and like God, and that's why the devil wants to kill them, wants to hurt them. It's always been this way since Pharaoh, and then to Herod, and to to now, but more than ever, and enslaving them and doing many, many things, including organ harvesting and adrenochroming them. And I will say that till I'm... 
no, I'm dead. It, it's true. And there will be a lot of things that are going to come out. We'll eventually get to see what Trump talked about, the Hunter, Hunter uh, laptop from hell. What's on that? It's from hell. Now, I have a good idea what's on that, and it's pretty bad. That means hello in Espanol. And that's just one of the many things that you can learn from our new sponsor, Babbel's app. Before my family went to Europe to see some family recently, we downloaded different apps to learn Italian. And I actually was getting familiar with the accent and the sound of the language and then added in the vocabulary, and it was perfecto. If you've always wanted to learn a language, now is the time. It only takes 15 minutes a day. You can learn Portuguese because that's where we're going to have our cult when it's time. You can learn Turkish because that's where everybody's going to get plastic surgery these days. So in their language, you can say just a little off the top. I'm proof that it's never too late to learn a new language. Plus, it's really good for the old, you know, gray matter up there. Our special link for our followers is right there in the show notes. Just click on that. You're ready to go. Arrivederci. Why does he even need to bring Trump into it? Oh, he loves Trump. He fucking loves Trump. When this movie came out, he also got to do a private screening with Trump and the Tom Ballard guy because, you know, uh, they still think he's amazing and great and all this BS. They think that's the main thing with Q. Q and on has been told and feel, or people who follow it, that this adrenochrome, this killing of babies, this tra- human trafficking of babies, that mm-hmm. is the glue that holds QAnon together. And Trump has said in disguised and overt ways that he's the one that's going to stop this. And so that's why <laughs> okay. people follow, because he's the one who's going to, quote, get him. Um, and so he's very into Trump. He really believes that there is a group of people that are disorganized. And again, I've said, like, name me three people that can keep a huge secret forever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. And that you think every single one of these people are drinking the blood of kids to do what ju- what does the blood of kids do give keep you keep you young oh for god's sake okay right right <laughs> okay um and that's why they're always like haven't you noticed hollywood's obsession with being young uh, it, it okay. all they put all these little doodads together and they think this is it but this is the guy that they're like yeah Everyone should see this trafficking thing. Now, I don't think they talk about the adrenochrome belief in the movie, but they just talk about 
this guy who saves trafficked people. Because it's based on a true story. The guy's a real guy. And from what I understand, he quit his job to go hunt down a kid in the jungles of Colombia. Correct. So what's there's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. Yeah. Now, they hid the story. And like I said, I didn't want to get this to be about the movie. They hid the story where they heard about another kid in like Haiti or somewhere. And they used a clairvoyant psychic to say where the kid was, and then they never found the kid. And Tom Ballard said, nobody to say that we used a psychic, because that's very anti-Christian, you know. Um, But it's the whole thing of that Jim Caviezel himself is an actual wackadoo. But there are things, and I'll try and put them on our website or probably our Instagram where Jim Caviezel's like, this is going to win an Academy Award. <laughs> this is the biggest movie, which is ironic because later he says there's going to be another movie that's going to be the biggest movie of all time. And I'll let you wait for that because it's very oh, exciting. Okay. So just um, so I'm clear, Jim Caviezel is the actor who played the guy? Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Jim Caviezel played the Passion of Christ. He played Jesus. And then Mel's, you know, loves him. And then they're like, hey, what super Christian guy can play this? Let's get that Jim Caviezel guy. Got it. Okay. Um, So he played the Tom Ballard, the the rescuey guy. Why do they need somebody who is a Christian to play it? It's a story. They don't. Okay. I know. But uh, it's a true story. Bonnie, God. Um, so in QAnon Anonymous, which is the podcast I'm going to refer to for a while, they had a guy who interviewed three people who had worked with Jim Caviezel because there is stuff in Hollywood known about the guy and Mm. nobody wants to work with him. So this is a part. That just, it gets me. I love it, and it's crazy. So he had really admired the whole Green Berets or the Navy SEALs, and I think, like, trained with them. You know how Hollywood people do. Trained with them once to the point that he always is like, my time with the Navy SEALs. Yeah. The Navy okay. SEALs gave, like, he almost thinks he's accepted into the Navy SEALs and is always talking about some military stuff. And when he's working on this show, Person of Interest, he always wanted to do more than the script said. So he would be, like, on that day... Yeah, how about I put I put the gun in his nose? <laughs> and they're like, no, that's <laughs> not what he does. You know, how about how about I get him in like this headlock and then I do this and that? And they're like, uh, no. It got so bad that they actually had to take guns away from him and not let him use guns anymore. And oh. when they did, or when they did anything that had violence in it. You can see it's a guy with a balaclava on, one of those full masks, playing him. Oh. Because they did not trust him 
to not do something violent. And they were talking about, you know, he sees extras or side characters as props. They're not people. Yeah. You know, he has no respect for someone coming into work. And then he goes, but what if I do put him in a headlock like this? And headlocks the guy, you know. They're just like, no. They've also Wait, wait. This sounds to- like the guy on Barry. Did you watch this show, Barry? Yes. Who was like yeah. the big Marine guy? Like, why don't we do this extra? And this is a great place for a hot tub. Like, no, <laughs> no. We're not going to shoot him out of the sky. We're not going to build a hot tub. Exactly. Oh my God. And they're like, you know, he's got that intensity of Tom Cruise. It's that same sort of, I can do this. Yeah. I can do that. And so I'll name two more things, one which is upsetting. But one is um, they usually supposedly when, say, a car is driven by a character and is just pulling up on the side of the road, not a car chase, they usually let the actual actor do it you know they're just going 20 miles an hour and they stop and get out of the car whatever so they let Jim Caviezel do it he slams on the gas and almost takes out four people on the road and they're like what oh my god why are you doing this and he said because I was my character that's how my character drives and they're like no I'm gonna do my own stunts well this isn't a stunt (laughs) And it puts people in danger, so yeah, they didn't let him cool. drive anymore. So now he has no guns. Right. <laughs> he is not driving. And then there was a dog. The dog is safe, everyone. You can listen. There was a trained specialty dog, and specialty he would have him on a leash. And his one thing he was told is, don't pull the leash. Just yeah. don't pull the leash. He kept doing it and kept doing it, and the dog bit him. <laughs> and most of the crew was like, good. But then that meant that the guy with the trained dog, you know, they had to be fired and they replaced it with some nothing dog. But they're like, okay, he can't have guns. He can't drive cars. He now cannot work with dogs. They somehow did something different. Oh, and good times. he also cornered people. So these three people all said the same story, that there was an invented word called the Cavortex. (laughs) And that's when a PA, a craft service person is cornered by him. He gets about three inches in their face. And the next thing he's saying is, you know, Hitler did have some good ideas. No. You don't? Yep. (laughs) You don't get to be, and this is what Trump had said, you don't get to be a leader without, you know, taking risks and some good ideas. Mm -hmm. And so they actually had to tell his agent, can you please have him stop talking about Hitler on set? Um, I totally get that type of person because I work with a lot of people as a realtor and I've got people yeah. right now who are going through houses and they see little things on the side of doors that indicate that somebody who is of the Jewish faith lives there. Mm-hmm. And then right. they have to then define their side of things and and say something like, I'm mocking well, I'm Baptist and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, there's just something about the human 
mind and how we define ourselves and our egos, where this guy, I can see him talking about Hitler because he's thinking that it identifies him as not one of the Jews, if the Jews run right. Hollywood. It's yeah. It's yeah. just an ego Absolutely. thing. Wow. Because we're going to get into that with his Catholicism. Right. And he just reminds me of one of those people that ain't that bright. So they actually said he really despised uh, homosexuals and that sure. there were a lot on in the writing room. Yeah. And they would okay. have to hear his stuff. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't, you know. He wasn't into the gays. And then someone told him, I had to pull him aside and said, you know, when the firemen in 9-11, because he, he idolizes every strong man. So right. you bring up firemen and he's like, what? Um, <laughs> the firemen in 9-11, when they rescued people, they didn't care if they were gay or trans or right. And so they said the next thing they heard is him you know, on set going, I'm just going to do this because, you know, the firemen in 9-11, they, yeah. they don't care who's right. watching or listening. So he's just one of those. Um, here are quotes from the people who worked with him who are anonymous. That's what the podcast is about. Oh, Quote, okay. It's like working with a dog. They're like, he is so stupid. It's just like working with a dog. Someone said he had a very childlike mind. And then, it sounds like he doesn't have emotional intelligence. Absolutely. They said he was very just dangerous because he was unpredictable. And he did, like, slam someone in the plot or whatever. You know, the, he's just totally, you know, I'm a Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm going to really get into my character person. But, you know, you're just on some TV show. Anyway, but this is my favorite quote from one of the people who worked with him. They said it was like having a puppy on set, except the puppy talks about Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I I have gotten my own sub string of theories going about certain people in maybe the last six months because I have a lot of people who I work with If they're selling their house, they think that Mm -hmm. this is the ultimate house that everybody's going to want. But if they're buying a house, they'll pick it apart. And and the same thing with if they're if they're talking to somebody, it's it's only their stuff matters. And I call them like the my shit don't stinkers, the Mm -hmm. MSDSs. And like (laughs) my shit don't stink, but yours does. And we can't all have shit that doesn't stink, you know? I, I, I will edit that out because I disagree. No, okay. exactly. And I think, you know, that it's just self-awareness. And There's you no and I empathy. Even, he has no empathy. Right. And even growing up, church has sort of made you and I um, sometimes too self-aware, as in, oh, I'm sure I came across this and that, or I hope I didn't talk too much, or I hope, like, you know, we can err on the other side of things, but it's good to just be self-aware, and he is just, he's not, Yeah, he, he's not there. So, they said he was so bu- bad at his lines that they would write them on cards. Cards didn't work. He, you can see him in the show looking down into his hand, 
and reading his cards. They said it was Aww. so bad that the writers started making shorter lines for him. Right. Because he couldn't yeah. do it. And, you know, he was always cornering someone, again, about Hitler. But <laughs> I watched an interview with him, and I didn't know, I don't know if you know, that Mike Lindell of oh, The no. Pillow yeah. uh, has his own, quote, TV called Lindell TV that you can only find on the internet. And so... It's, a, it's like a, a, a place yes. where it broadcasts content, or they... Mike Lindell? Yes. Yeah. Oh. oh, is that the one where he's sitting in front of his picture where there's a lion and the cross or probably. a tiger? Okay. It's all bad. Yeah, okay. that probably is it. And you can hear him, Caviezel, say plenty of times things like, we're at war. This is started. Right. You right. know, he's very into that masculine Armageddon, I'm ready, uh, you know, this is all for something that's going to hit, come to the head. And I am the bastion. I am the messenger. So he was also recently on Charlie Kirk. I'm going to see if you can hear. Well, I'm not going to play it. I'll put it in the thing. But the whole thing, again, is the adrenochrome. And this is going to come out and everyone's going to know. Now, he does not like this current pope. He's Catholic, but okay. he said one of them was like a saint. I don't think he likes this one. And he said, you know, the Pope is a Rothschild. And I'm like, what? What do I have to look up now? <laughs> and it goes back to anti-Semitism and just, you know, George Soros. He believes that there are people that run the world so much with all their money that they put a pope in place, you know. This pope is nice to more people. There you go. So why would he like him? Yep, he's not a hard ass and doesn't do all that <laughs> stuff. But when he went on the, quote, red carpet for Sound of Freedom, they're like, what message do you have for the pedophiles? I mean, what kind of red carpet? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of red carpet does that? And this well, is exactly. Let, let, let me bust in and throw in there that he was on a lot of talk venues. I don't know what you call them when they're just outlets on YouTube. Right. Or the Internet. But he was on a show and saying, well, we don't have anything to do with the WGA, so it's okay for me to talk about this project. Yeah. And we don't have Which anything another... to do with SAG-AFTRA, and so it's okay for me yeah. to talk about this project. It was like a loophole, and he said, well, we wanted to belong, but they wouldn't let us. So, yeah. um, sure. yeah. Which, you know, it would have been a real bummer if that movie came out and he couldn't talk about it. So, of course, he found a loophole. Of course, because you know he is in SAG-AFTRA. I think I'm he positive. has to be. I'm I would pretty think sure he does. has to be. Unless, oh, I heard about someone who refused to be in it or didn't. I wonder if it was him. But, yeah, because it's an indie film, so the loophole of the loopholes. So he's on the, quote, red carpet. I'm, they didn't do it red. They did it blue because you don't want to be like Satan, Bonnie. Um, and this is what he says. And I'm like, oh, I want so many evangelicals who are supporting this to hear his message 
hopefully you can hear this, to the, the pedophiles. Hold on. Look out. Look out. Look out. My mother, Our Lady of Guadalupe, is coming for you. Did you hear Our that? Our Lady of Guadalupe is coming for you? Yes. So oh, okay. it says, Jim sends a message to pedophile. And then, I don't know, when you repeat something, it's because you're like stuttering or, and thinking or something. But he's obviously just deadpans, watch out, watch out, watch out. Okay. Um, our, my lady of Guadalupe is coming for you. I love evangelicals to hear that he didn't say God is coming for you. He didn't say Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's talking about a woman. And, and one of the Mary saints from a different church. And a different country. Yeah. So he is very into, you know, I wouldn't say Catholic mysticism, but something. Um, and then the but other thing. But if it's thing, not God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. There you go. Then it doesn't count. And he says those things, but he really, uh, and some people have been upset that he's Catholic because they're like, oh, no, I saw a TikTok where they're showing him give a speech, and it, he brings right. in Mary and da-da-da, and this young Theo bro, they call him, is pointing to him and saying, this is a false prophet because oh, he's talking about Mary. So, of course, it all just has to, you know, issues, issues, issues. But I haven't <clears throat> played you some of the great things that he does in the interviews because there are some where he sounds, it comes across that he's dumb. That's <laughs> the bottom line. He's just, he sort of circles over himself. He pauses a lot. He talks with a dead, straight face, and it's like he is trying to compile sentences in his mm-hmm. head, and we can see the pain of it. He really does not seem intelligent at all. So there's this whole issue where, one, he's also, uh, you know, wouldn't do some love scene because he said, my wife, I told her, I am not going to let a woman's bare chest press up against me, except yours, or something like that. But then there's plenty of stories where he sexually harassed women and said sort of cringy things, just like every other male actor out there nearly. You know, he obviously has a temper, but supposedly the whole thing is every time people hear that he's been cast, they're like, shit. You know, we've got to lock down this. We've got to avoid that. Make sure the Jewish person (laughs) is Uh hidden over here. Do this and that. And, you know, they say anytime someone like him, but mainly him, is hired, it's like, oh, the rest of us now don't matter. Because all of us are going to suffer. The safety guy, anyone who's LGBT, you know, we're all going to suffer. Plus, they have to rein them in all the time. Because he keeps coming up with script ideas that has to do with, you know, flipping a guy or something like that. Yeah. So he is also uh, released. I think this one just released. He's really into these extra right-wing propaganda 
uh, Christian-y films. So there's one called Infidel, and it was by The Daily Wire, I think, and Dinesh D'Souza. And if anyone doesn't know who Dinesh D'Souza is, he is the most vile of the the Christian-y people. And they're just, you know what else they are? This is a simple term. They're meanies. They're mean. They're meanies. He's just, he's rotten. Uh, Dinesh is a scholar, a public intellectual. This is him writing about himself. And an award-winning documentarian, you know, or whatever. So they made a film together, and it's called Infidel, uh-huh. And it's about Jim Caviezel's character going to, I don't know, somewhere in the Middle East to an interfaith conference. And he says something about Christianity. And, of course, he has to get kidnapped because <laughs> okay. he's a Christian and he's going to be persecuted. And that's what the whole film is about. So Caviezel really picks these kinds of things that he knows will be risky. Okay, so pause here for one second. If he's doing that and he's choosing roles that he feels are doing what he has been charged with doing, it's just like where we were at 17 or 18. Yeah. And and yeah. it's just it just makes me kind of sad. And I think that's it. I think, you know, he's done good things. They adopted, I think, three kids, maybe from China, and that um, the kids had cancer. You know, he, they were going yeah. through cancer. Like, it's, he's one of those really earnest yet vapid people. So you yeah. put whatever in there. They're just a vacuum, and you put whatever in there, and that's what they latch on to. And he's gone down his crazy Caviezel Cavortex. You know, he's got all this <laughs> right, stuff going. Right. Now, he said that, uh, I guess, Sound of Freedom was going to should win an Academy Award. He said, they won't let us win it, though. Just watch. So he's set well, up all these. Well, that's a great these, way to prove yourself right. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And I think they is Jewish people who he thinks. Right run Hollywood, and he said that in more than a few words. Then he says about a new movie, someone asked, do you think you'll ever make a sequel to The Passion of Christ? And he's like, yeah, Mel sent me over the third draft. It's oh. it's something, Jesus, the resurrection, I guess. Oh. And he's like, it's going to be the biggest movie in world history. Okay. So let me, let me tell you, I'm a little, as just a person who likes to watch movies and stories, I'm tired of getting this story rehashed every now and then. Me too. I'm sorry. It's not that exciting. It's kind of, it's kind of boring. They can't, they don't, or at least they don't add any fake characters in like they did with The Crown. You know, I'm going to watch The Crown because they're going to give dialogue to people whose dialogue we will never fucking know ever at all. But this is a boring story. Just keep rehashing them. 
Okay. You know what's going to be interesting? Not this story. (laughs) That I guess in the first Passion, which was done in, let's see, 2004, when Jesus resurrects three days later, he's going to look 20 years older. And that nah. is the twist. <laughs> you know what else? There was no passion. I think that's just <laughs> such bullshit. Like, oh, did he have a lady? No. I guess Mary of Guadalupe. But he's, <laughs> so he said it's going to be the biggest one. And you know what? This is what Christians always get sucked into. And we did too. Like, Oh my gosh, it did like it could be a big hit because again, churches are behind it. They buy the tickets. They buy, you know, all this stuff. They're donators um, who buy up tickets and sponsor these films to forward God's, you know, making sure that Trump gets back in office and that they get all the pedophiles that they feel are. Uh, whatever they're being trafficked for. I mean, it's the same story over and over. And when we were growing up, we've talked about this before, we were told of these kids that were being bred, but they were being bred for satanic sacrifice because it was satanic panic days. Mm -hmm. Now in QAnon, no, they're being taken for the adrenochrome. So it's always... The highest form of getting people involved is if they think children are at risk. Well, I don't doubt that there's a huge problem out there of children being kidnapped because people are disgusting and want to have sex with children. I don't Absolutely. doubt that right. at all. And they're they're easy to snatch in certain places. The one that, of course, makes me like think, I wonder where poor little Madeline McCann you know, yeah. I wonder what happened yeah. to her. All that. Right. Yeah. Um, that's the, yeah, I can't wait for that one to be solved, quote unquote. I mean, I hope right. we live to see some kind of resolution. But the, I, I just don't think it's about anything else but disgusting sex. Yeah, yeah. And but I that's think big. it's enough. Um, there is a, uh, a woman who worked in the sex trafficking and the dark web and all that, which I cannot imagine having to work that. But she said that a majority, I can't remember what percentage of the photos on there Mm -hmm. are taken off of people's private Facebooks. That's it. What? And so it goes the same with child trafficking being by relatives. Like it is, sort of less danger and seedy, but it is more prevalent. So what they do is they search people's profiles and look for you washing your kid or your kid in the bath or your kid in a diaper, your kid doing this and that. And I can get into some gross things that uh, a sex worker said about, please don't post your kids on here. Please don't post your kids eating anything and I'm like I don't want to know I don't want to know like what they do with the photos and movies of just innocent kids is what is the grossest but that's exactly it but there's always got to be a hero 
and Mel Gibson and this dude, Caviezel, have to be the white hero. They've got to be like, I'm a Navy SEAL, sort of. And they've got to go, like, I am rescuing people with the work I do in Hollywood. Well, well, yeah, well it's all about stories. It's stories. Yep. So. And it's a lack of critical thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well. So that's Jim Caviezel. My favorite parts are just, you know, he's not allowed to handle certain things on set because he's just a mess. They're like, he is just really dumb. He's like a That's puppy funny. if a puppy talked about Hitler. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. I think he, this is, he's just genuinely dumb, according to the people who, you know, gave him all this information uh, or gave the podcasts that we're talking about the information. And people said he actually kept asking them so many times to write down the script on note cards that one time the writers just wrote no and <laughs> gave it to him and he was really upset about it. And one of them even showed this podcast interviewer the card. He's like, look, we saved the card. Like people who work with them absolutely despise him. Because they're put at risk, and they have that to stay I, till 2 in the morning because this guy can't get his lines right. Yeah, and I, I, it's so funny. After I worked in a certain job for a while, I have a lot more empathy for people who just don't have the smarts to get things done. But if they're not haughty about it or or kind of in denial about that if they don't have right. a little humility about certain things they can't do like yeah. you've got to have some humility if you can't learn your lines or right. maybe you have a reading problem you don't have to tell everybody you're dyslexic but you just have to either like try super hard or be a, a gentle enough soul to go and ask people who can help you for help yeah. and those are the two things like uh, they're just he he's not good at something, but then he doubles exactly. down. That's it. Ugh. It's that uh, weird insecurity that makes you feel like you are the opposite. You know, the Dunning Kruger yeah. just uh, and that he's touched by God because that's what he says. That's what all these people who work with him that and hire church him. Does. Tom and Ballard church says does. you're special. Yeah, yeah, you're the one. You're the brave one that does this. No, you're an empty egghead that we can put anything in and you <laughs> act that out because you don't have a personality otherwise. Anyway, that's my <laughs> critique of okay. Jim Caviezel. And I he entertains me um, in a dangerous way. But yeah. I find that he's totally, you know, interesting because he's just, man, he's a ding-dong and yeah. a shit pile. Um, but that's it. If you went and saw The Sound of Freedom and you want to tell us about it, go ahead. Lots of people have said, oh, everyone's got to see it. It's great. I don't deny that. I just when you say don't lots of want people, to support it. When you say lots of people, does that include the lots of people commenting on things on YouTube videos? Because I feel like they've all been encouraged by somebody to do that. A lot of the yep. comments sound scripted and very, very similar. I, I agree. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. 
I agree, too. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our show. And uh, if you love Jim Caviezel, enjoy. Enjoy. Um, and well, thanks for we, reminding me what QAnon is again. Yeah, yeah. And I okay. mean, we could get into it, but it just hurts my head and my heart. You yeah. know, I have a great heart. Um, it's, it's a mess, but that's part of it, the adrenochrome, that I'd never really, I heard the word a lot, but I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. But I, just to break it down even further, <clears throat> It's fascinating, the story that needs to be built on how they get it, that a child must be tortured and must be scared so much Yeah. so that it can extract it. It isn't we put them on a fun roller coaster and they're yeah, yeah. anxious and we can get it then. Right. And, right. of course, they always have to, quote, kill the kid to get it. A mm. kid doesn't know when it's going to be killed or not killed. You can get them just as scared and not kill them. So, like, all of it is, you could use that kid and, and squeeze out all that adrenochrome, however you do, 50 times. Isn't that, isn't that a Paul Simon song? <clears throat> adrenochrome. Okay. Thank you. No clue. Thank you. No clue. Okay. You're welcome for knowledge <laughs> and uh, stuff you didn't want to know. Oh, my God. <clears throat> well, Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening. We would really love it if you um, rate this. Some of the those people, our enemies, no, have found us and love to give us low ratings uh, without listening. And that's, you know, we have our own cross to bear, people. It's We're, we're <laughs> representing. My shoulder was dislocated. <laughs> by sitting, uh, talking, and also um, reviewing and sharing. Sharing is very important to us, and we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Adios. See you at the Oscars. <laughs> 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 <laughs>